Welcome to Insights into Teens, a podcast series exploring the issues and challenges of today's youth. Your hosts are Joseph and Madison Whalen, a father and daughter team making their way through the challenges of the teenage years. Welcome to Insights into Teens, Episode 5, Self-Esteem. I'm your host, Joseph Whalen, and my lovely and capable co-host, Madison Whalen. Hello, everyone. How are you doing today, Madison? I'm doing good. Okay. Today, we're going to be talking about self-esteem. We will talk about what self-esteem is, the value of self-esteem, some signs of healthy self-esteem, the warning signs of low self-esteem, what can cause low self-esteem, and ways to improve your self-esteem. Self-esteem, as defined by psychology today, states, confidence in one's value as a human being is a precious psychological resource and generally a highly positive factor in life. It is correlated with achievement, good relationships, and satisfaction. Possessing little self-regard can lead people to become depressed, to fall short of their potential, or to tolerate abuse situations and relationships. So that is what self-esteem is. It's really what you think of yourself, what you think your self-worth is to other people, and it's sort of a guiding principle of how you conduct yourself and how you see yourself in the world. There's value in self-esteem. At least that's what a lot of people believe. People believe one of the key things is it plays a a part in your motivation and can contribute to your success throughout life. Do you consider yourself particularly motivated in the things that you do in life? Certain things, yes. Like what? Like with school. I put hard work into my schoolwork, even though it's stressful. You certainly do, and you bring home straight A's and... You consistently uh, appear on the principal's list for your academic achievements, which I think you deserve a round of applause for. Do you think self-esteem plays a part in the success that you've seen so far scholastically? Depends how you look at it. Okay, well, do you? where do you think you feel, or, or where do you think you are with your self-esteem? Do you, think, do you think highly of yourself? Do you think yourself capable? Well, I definitely think I'm capable of doing things independently. Okay. Do you think you're smart? Yes. Do you think you're a good person? Certain occasions. Do you think other people think that of you? Well, when I'm not having mood swings, yes. Okay. Well, it it sounds like you you have pretty good self-esteem, and I think that's a healthy sign. Here's a few I, few of the signs of uh, healthy self-esteem. And you tell me uh, your thoughts on these. So the first one on the list is confidence. Do you think you're confident in the things that you do? Give me an example. Well, if you're asked to do a chore, do you think you can do it? Yes. And if you're given uh, an assignment to do for school, do you have confidence in yourself to get it done? In the beginning, yes, but when it gets a little too stressful, sometimes I worry, but on certain times, I, I, on daily 
assignments, I have some confidence. Okay, so so there's uh, you know some times where you might not be as confident, and, and I think that's natural. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ability to say no. So, for instance, if someone if someone asks you to do something that you might not be comfortable with, like you know it's not okay to walk to the store without getting permission from your parents and a friend asks you to do that. Do you think you'd be able to say no to that, to that kind of peer pressure? Yes. Okay, that's good. Positive outlook. Do you think you have a positive outlook on things? Not really, no. Okay. And and I would... Tend to agree. Tend to agree, depending on what we're talking about. Depending. Like things around the house, home life. I think you have a very positive outlook. Mm-hmm. But I think when it comes to school, your outlook might not be as positive. Mm-hmm. How about the ability to see your overall strengths and weaknesses and to accept them? Do you think you can do that? Well, I know my strengths in school and I know my, weak- my weaknesses. Okay. And I do tend to accept them. Okay. Do you let negative experiences impact your overall perspective? Like, what do you mean by perspective? Well, let's see. If, for instance, you have a bad day at school, does that ruin your whole day? Like, when you get home, are you in a bad mood? Are you miserable? Yes. Okay. So that that could be an issue there. Um, Do you think you have the ability to express your needs? Like what? Well, if, for instance, it's the weekend and you're tired or you're burned out because you had a rough week, and mommy and daddy want to go do something. You want to go down the shore or go see a movie or something. And you don't really feel like you're up to that. Do you think you're okay expressing your desire to not do that? Not really because I want you guys to be in, to enjoy your weekend. So your desire to, to please us may overcome your own needs. Okay. Well, I... I I could certainly see that. The warning signs of low self-esteem. And just glancing at this list now, it's some of what we just talked about, and it's some some things we've talked about in the past. The first thing on the list is negative outlook. So do you think you have an overall negative outlook on things in life in general? Yes. Why do you think that? Whenever I go to school, I'm normally all drabby, and like you've said before, if you have a negative outlook at the beginning of the day, you're going to be miserable the rest. So you acknowledge the fact that your outlook affects how the day itself goes. hmm Okay, that's interesting. Uh, the next one that we have, the next sign that we have is a lack of confidence. Do you feel self-confidence when you talk to people or when you do things what does self-confidence mean? Self-confidence means that if someone asks me a question, I can answer it and know that I've answered it. Or if someone asks me to do something, then I think I can do it and, and I'm not going to be all worried that I'm not going to be able to get it done. Well, in some instances, I would have a little less confidence, but on other instances, I on other incidents i would have more confidence okay so it's it's sort of a mixed bag there do you do you express your needs like what well i don't know if, if you want something if you uh want to do something 
if you want to go somewhere, if there's something, activity that you want to do, do you feel that you can you can express that either here at home or in school? Yes. You do. Okay, that's good. Since you've already acknowledged the fact that you're aware of your overall strengths and weaknesses, do you tend to focus on your weaknesses? Give me an example, please. Like, for instance, if you're not very good at sports, do, do you focus on that and dwell on that? Or if you're not very good at a subject in school, or you're not very good at vacuuming or, or anything, do you tend to focus on your inability to do it? Or do you look for other things that you're rather strong in? Or do you find ways to try to overcome those weaknesses? Or do you just accept them as a, as a defeat? I just accept them. So you don't think it's worthwhile to try and find a way to improve those weaknesses? I really don't know what else I can do, but I do accept them. So give me an example of what you think is one of your weaknesses. Sports. So sports. Okay. So when you say sports, are we just talking phys ed? Are we talking team sports? Like organized sports? Like... Just any sport in general. Okay, so if everyone at school is going to play kickball, you're not very good at kickball. Also, I really don't like it. Okay, well, I mean, like and dislike aside, if it's a weakness, is it a weakness because you don't like it? Or is it a weakness because you've had a bad experience? or because uh, I've had a bad experience. Also, I don't like it, so yeah. Okay. It's the first two combined. Now, do you think that's something that you can improve? Not really, no, because the experience I had never goes away because my teacher said dramatic experience changed the way people think. Well, it does, but it doesn't have to necessarily change the way you think negatively. Like, for instance, when you learn to ride a bike and you fall off and you skin your knee, that's a traumatic experience. But that doesn't mean you don't get back up on the bike and you learn how to ride the bike. Well, I mean, I know how to play kickball. I really don't know if there's anything else. I mean, it's mainly because I dislike it and because of the experience I had. So you're capable of performing the sport. You just don't like it because you had a bad experience. And I also don't like it in general. So, yes. Well, what don't you like about it? Um, I really don't think it's a entertaining sport. Do you think any sports are entertaining? The only one I would really say actually entertains me, I guess, is basketball. That's it. Basketball. Okay. Well, there's a lot of elements in basketball that are in kickball. There's a lot of skill involved. There's hand-eye coordination. There's running. So I, I think it's, it comes down to something where if, you're, if you like basketball and you try that and you're good at it, that itself might translate into improvements in kickball or other things. Now, I know some things you can't avoid at school. Some things are, you know, course-based. So even though you don't like kickball, you may still have to do it. So it might it might behoove you to improve your skills in doing that. I mean, I don't really know what I can improve. I mean, you just run, you just kick the ball, run, and if you're on the other team, you just try to catch the ball. Yeah, that's pretty much the gist of it. I don't really think that there's anything I can really improve. Okay. All right. Well, if you're soured on it from an experience, then, then we'll leave it at that. Do you have feelings of shame, depression, or anxiety? Uh, can I have an example? Well, I think depression is pretty self-explanatory. 
anxiety is do you get yourself worked up over stuff? Yes. Like, give an example. Whenever I'm near the end of a due date for a project, if I don't have it done, I start panicking. But eventually the panic dies down. It doesn't last forever. Okay. Now, is that because the due date is so close or is it because you don't think you're going to meet the due date? I don't think I'll meet the due date. Okay. So it might be a little bit of time management that we have to work on for stuff like that. Uh, what about shame? Like, for instance, if uh, if you do something wrong, if you lie to your parents and you get caught in a lie and you feel bad about it, that could be shame. Do you feel that feeling often? Not really, no. Okay, good. And And the depression part, how often do you think you're sad at this point? Pretty much every time I cry, if it's big or small. Well, okay. So let me ask you. How often do you cry? At least once a week at the most. Maybe, some, well, at the least, technically. And what, what typically triggers that? Well, certain events that happen during the day or certain thoughts I have. Okay, so is it someone else that's causing that? Or is it something where you just dwell on something and it makes you depressed and you cry? More dwelling. Okay. You're you're a very complicated individual and you have you have very deep thoughts, so I could certainly see that. Do you have trouble accepting positive feedback? What do you mean by that? Well, you brought home straight A's and mommy and daddy were very proud of you. Did you accept that praise or did you not feel comfortable accepting that praise or did you feel undeserving of that praise? I felt comfortable with it. Well that's good. You deserved it. But with other things, like if you help somebody out at school and they thank you and they praise you for that, do you feel comfortable with that or do you not feel comfortable being praised? I feel comfortable with it because I think it's well-deserved, like you said before. Okay, good. That is a good sign. Do you feel that other people are better than you? And when I say that, I'm talking from a peer level, kids your age that that are in your class. Do Do you believe others are better than you? No. Good. I think we're all equal because we are all in advanced math, so we're all equally smart. Do you fear failure? Yes. And what do you fear of failure? The consequences? The fact that you're not living up to your own expectations? What is it? The consequences. Give an example. Like, what will happen if I have a late assignment? What will happen if I didn't finish my homework? What consequences would happen? Okay, let me ask you that. You know, you... You talk about these projects that you have. You have a lot of them. They cause a lot of stress. I also fear, I fear like if I don't finish them, there'll be consequences. Okay, so let's let's go with that. So what do you think the consequences would be if you don't finish your project on time? I would get in trouble. I would get a lower grade. Um, well, hang on. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. So you would get in trouble. What does that mean, get in trouble? Like probably have detention or get a demerit. Okay. Have you asked your teacher what the consequences would be? No. It might be worthwhile to ask. Because I don't think the consequences are nearly as severe as you think they are. And I think as a result, you're kind of psyching yourself up. I think there's a legitimate concern about the grade. Because generally what happens is a project has a certain number of points that are associated with it. And depending on how the project is done, whether it's done on time, whether it's done incorrectly... 
you'll see those points be demerited or you'll see points removed and then those points are associated with a grade level. So if you don't turn a project in, you might get 10 points taken off, which means if the project is done absolutely perfectly, the most you'll get to be on it. And I think you'll find most of the consequences that you're dealing with are stuff like that. Nobody's going to punish you. You're not going to get detention for turning something in late. I don't know what demerits are or how they're defined in the school. Well, basically, yeah, if you get demerits, if you get like a lot of demerits, you will miss out on certain activities that are planned for the sixth grade. Okay, well, I, and again, you'd have to ask your teacher, but it's entirely possible that demerits might be involved. I don't know how they dole them out. But really, I think that the biggest consequence you're going to run into is going to be from a grade standpoint. So these are things, at least from a school standpoint, you should ask your teacher about. If you have legitimate fears like this, your teachers will tell you what the consequences will be. And, and I think understanding those consequences may make it easier and less burdensome for you. It'll, it'll make it less of an anxiety generator for you. What can cause low self-esteem? And some of these are fairly obvious ones um, that probably don't apply to you in some cases. But the number one thing that was on the list here was being bullied or abused. Now, are you bullied at school? No. Okay. Are you abused at home? No. Okay. So I think we can safely eliminate that one as a cause. Yes. Do you experience prejudice or discrimination? You mean like being bullied because of my religion? Well, it could be anything. People could make fun of you because you're left-handed or treat you differently because you're a girl or treat you differently because you're Jewish. Do you experience any of that? No. Okay, so we can eliminate that. Problems at school or while studying. So do you have problems at school that might affect your self-esteem? Can you give me an example? Let's go with the projects again. So, have you been late on a project and received some kind of consequence? No. Okay. Uh, have you had situations where you've failed tests and have gotten low grades on them? Sometimes. So, you failed tests? Well, not failed tests. I just get a low grade. Like, not well, what do you very consider, rarely. What do you consider a low grade? Low C. Okay. Well, that's still passing. But but when you get that, do you do you think that makes you feel bad about yourself? On certain occasions, depending how I feel. Okay, so that that could be a legitimate um, aspect of self-esteem concerns. Um, ongoing stress can cause low self-esteem, and we've already talked about this. You do feel like you're stressed a lot. Yes. So with that stress could come the feelings of failure or fear, even a fear of failure or an inability to complete something. So that may be one of the causes. And we talked about this last week about some of the things that we can do to help manage that stress. So I think we still need to work on that. Do you have relationship problems at school or outside of school? No. Okay. So that's not an issue. Um, do you have worries about your appearance or your body image? No. Okay. Well, that's easy enough. And this one, I thought they threw this one in here specifically for you. Problems with Mondays. 
I think we'll both admit that neither of us are Monday people. Exactly. Nor morning people. That's correct. So really the biggest thing that you'd have to worry about here is maybe uh, performance at school, the ongoing stress that you have, and the fact that we can't take Mondays off all the time. Yeah. Okay, so you don't have a lot of causes for uh, low self-esteem, and that's good. Uh, a lot of people f- tend to check a lot of those boxes on that list there. The next thing we come to is ways to improve your self-esteem. Now, based on what we've talked about, I really don't think you've got low self-esteem, do you? I don't think so, no. No. So this may be worthwhile for some of our audience out there who might not be answering some of these questions the same way. It might might need a little little help. So the first thing is to be kind to yourself. Do you know what that means? Um, to better accept who you are and know that no matter what, you are you and you should learn to accept who you are and just don't think you're anyone else. I, th- I think that's a fair assessment. It's I, I mean, be kind to yourself is accept yourself for who you are. You know, this goes back to knowing what your strengths and weaknesses are. Understand who you are and and know that, you know, even though you're not perfect and nobody is, you're a good person and accept yourself for that. And don't be harsh on yourself. Uh, the next thing they have is to look after yourself. Do you look after yourself? I need an example for that one. Well, do you make sure that that you have clean clothes and you make sure that you have a good meal and a balanced diet and you maintain your hygiene and you know it could could go so far as to as to pamper yourself you know the foot baths that you like to enjoy or taking care of your hair because you're you have long beautiful hair and it's a lot of maintenance so a lot of that is really, you know, pampering yourself and looking after yourself and, and making sure that your needs are taken care of. Do you do that? Well, I do make sure to clean myself while i really good when I take a shower. I definitely make sure I have clean clothes, even though, of course, I always end up getting something on them by the sure, end of the day. Sure do. <laughs> hey. Well, I do do the laundry, so I definitely make sure all the clothes are clean, including mine. What about, what about stuff like uh, appreciating yourself? Like when you do something good, you bring home straight A's. You know, Do you sort of pat yourself on the back with that, thinking, understanding that that's a significant accomplishment? Yep. Stuff like that. You know, it's, it's encouraging yourself and making sure that you're taking care of yourself. Um, one of the other suggestions is try to notice the good things. And we've talked about this as well. Bad things happen all the time. And, and when you get out of school, you know, you'll find that bad things happen in the world all the time. But it's important to not dwell on the bad things, recognize the good things, and emphasize the good things. So you may get up on a Monday morning and not have a very good morning because it's Monday. And you may go to school and have a chance to play with friends that you don't normally have a chance to play with. Or you may bring home your report card on that Monday with straight A's and get a reward for it. It's those things. Like like each day you should look for something positive that came out of the day. And remember, remind yourself of that. Another suggestion here is to build a support network. Have people to talk to. Have people to just hang out with. And you don't have to talk to people. 
But have people that you can have around you that make you feel good about yourself. Like friends. What friends do you hang out with that that you enjoy, you genuinely enjoy their time? Well... And, and let's not name names, but think of those friends. Do you have friends that you can spend time with, that you can talk to, that you trust? Yes. And, and it's important to have that. Another thing that we have on the list here is learn to be assertive. You know what that means? Yes, being assertive it's mean asserting means asserting yourself, putting down your marker, making sure people know what you're saying. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, don't let people talk over you. If you've got something to say, you get out there and say it. If you're playing a sport, you know, and you're playing, I don't know, soccer, for instance, and someone keeps telling you, pass the ball, pass the ball, you don't have to pass the ball. Assert yourself. Play the way that you want to play. By doing that, you'll generate confidence in yourself. The last thing that we had on the ways to improve self-esteem is to set yourself a challenge. Do you challenge yourself very often? I don't think so, no. I know there are challenges that you face, including your school assignments, but do you ever have any personal challenges? Like, hey, I'm going to clean my room this weekend. Well, I definitely have thoughts like that, and I don't normally do them because I'm kind of lazy. Okay. Well, and that's one of the things that, that maybe we need to work on overcoming. Setting realistic goals. You know, I'm not saying, you know, set a goal to cure cancer or anything like that, but small goals that, that can build up and lead to larger goals. Because every time you complete a goal and you get a little victory there, that gives you a little bit of self-esteem. That gives you a little bit of confidence there, and it helps to build you up to the next challenge. This is one of the reasons why Mommy and Daddy were kind of encouraging you to stay in the honors math or the advanced math and advanced classes coming up in the next school year is that it challenges you. You get straight A's now, and it's the most challenging course they can offer you. That's something that you need to, to really be proud of. And to own that and to realize that what you're doing, getting straight A's in an advanced class like that, is pretty extraordinary. And it speaks a lot to the person that you are and to the level of intelligence that you have. And I don't think you you fully appreciate that. What do you think? No, I appreciate that I am still getting straight A's in the hardest class they can offer me. I appreciate that. That's pretty extraordinary, though. You deserve a pat on the back for that. And I think if you if you move into middle school and you start taking on those advanced classes there and excel at those, you don't have to. And like, you know, we're not going to, you know, force you to take on stuff like that. But I think when you do, it's it's a testament to you. And just bringing home straight A's in general, I think, is a testament because that's never an expectation. You have to realize that when you accomplish that, it's impressive. Just like when you do chores around the house on the weekend. When you finish, I know it's tough getting motivated, it's tough to get started, but once you get started and you get rolling and you get all that stuff done, at the end of the weekend, it's done, everything is clean, and you've got a few extra dollars in your pocket as a result of that. That's an accomplishment, and that's the type of thing, that's the type of challenge we're talking about. You set these little challenges and you you bang them out and you, you take care of them. It makes you feel better, and you can make a few bucks off of stuff like that. Which is not really a bad thing. Any thoughts on that? Well, I can definitely see how sometimes it would I would have a good feeling about it. Okay. 
Well, I think that was all that I had on the agenda today. Did you have any closing words, uh, closing thoughts for our audience today? Well, all I really have to say is, for if if you have low self-esteem, learn to accept who you are, and don't try to be anyone different. You are you, and you are special. That is fantastic words, and I agree with you 100%. I think that's going to do it for us this week on the podcast. Uh, thank you, Madison, for your time. Thank you for having me. And we will talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye.